ഹലോ ആൻഡ് വെൽക്കം ബാക്ക് ടു സംഗം ലിറ്റ് ദിസ് ഇസ് നന്ദിനി കാർക്കി ആൻഡ് ഇൻ ദിസ് എപ്പിസോഡ് വി പെർസീവ് ദ നുവാൻസസ് ഇൻ ചാരിറ്റി റെൻഡേർഡ് ആൻഡ് ടു അതേഴ്സ് ആസ് ഡെപിക്റ്റഡ് ഇൻ സംഗം ലിറ്ററി വർക്ക് പുരനാനൂറ് വൺ ഫോർട്ടി വൺ പെൻഡ് അബൌട്ട് ദ വേലിർ കിങ് വയ്യാവി കോപ്പെറും ബേഗൻ ബൈ ദ പോയറ്റ് പറണർ set in the category of padan tinai or king's praise the verse directs a fellow bard to a king's court pan and sudiya pasumpun tamari man ilai virali maliyodu velanga kadum pari nedunther pootu vittu asai ooreer pola surathidai irundinir yaariro yena vinaval aana kaarin okkal kadum pasi iravala வெண்வேல் அண்ணல் காணா ஓங்கே நின்னினும் புள்ளியேம் மண்ணே இனியே இன்னேம் ஆயினேம் மண்ணே என்றும் உடா ஆ பொறா ஆகுதல் அறிந்தும் படா அம்மங்கைக்கு ஈத்தையம் கோ கடா ஆ யானை களிமான் பேகன் எத்துணையாயினும் ஈத்தல் நன்று என மறுமை நோக்கின்றோ அன்றே பிறர் வறுமை நோக்கின்று அவன் கை வன்மையே we get to meet a new king in our purananura travel and the introduction is being done by none other than the celebrated historian poet of sangam times paranar the poet's words can be translated as follows you say to me along with bards whose heads are crowned by golden lotuses and dancing maiden with velched ornaments who glow with garlands you appear here you have freed the speeding horses from your tall chariot to let them roam free in these trilands and you appear at ease as if you were at your town who can you be you ask me so o supplicant with dreadful hunger and downtrodden kin before i saw the esteemed leader renowned for his indefensible spear i was in a worse state than you but now i have attained this state knowing fully well that it would never wear it my lord granted unto that beautiful peacock his own shawl he is known as begin the one who possesses raging elephants and racing horses he does not think of the afterlife and say it's good for me to render charity endlessly but rather acts with a thoughtful generosity when seeing the poverty of those before him time to delve into the nuances of these words to a colleague the poet starts with the words of another this other person is first describing the people who are accompanying the poet there are bards who seem to be wearing lotuses glinting in the sun for they are made of gold and we remember how this was the object considered as a bard's crowning glory Then from the male members the person turns to women wearing well crafted ornaments and adorned with garlands they are the virilier or the singing dancing maiden who accompany bards and poets to the king's court not only are the humans around this poet in such a radiant state even the horses that have been let out of rain from a tall chariot are comfortably grazing after registering the rich and relaxed state of this poet the questioner wonders out aloud who such a well to do personality who appears much at ease in those dreary drylands as if it were his own town could be now the poet reveals who the other person is by addressing him as a 
poor bard whose hunger and presence of impoverished kitenkin is very much evident he adds that he may now be seen in such a glowing state overflowing with wealth but before he too was like that hungry bard why in fact in an even worse state all this changed after he met the great begin the poet tells the bard and narrates a story which seems to be of common knowledge then one wherein seeing a peacock spread out its feathers and dance either astonished by its beauty or thinking that it's shivering this king seems to have taken the shawl around his shoulders and offered to that peacock knowing fully well that it will not cover itself with it and so narrating this defining story the poet nudges the bard to go to that king's court and concludes with the words that the king renders charity not because he thinks it will be good for him in the after life but because he truly sees the poverty of those who come seeking to him the highlight of this verse is in how kings had the power to change the state and fate of anyone they encountered you go a beggar and return a prince the poet seems to say to that other bard in that anecdote about the king rendering his shawl to a peacock there's a hidden message that the king will give unto a supplicant things that they never even expected and finally there seems to be a distinction between someone who gives charity selfishly thinking of his own afterlife and one who was focused on the people of the present and their circumstances not a calculated act but something from the heart seems to be the choice praise accorded to patrons of that era words that nudges towards a selfless generosity that seeks no benefit for oneself in this life or any after it thanks for listening to this episode of sangam lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and minds please visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about sangam lit until next time nandri vanakkam